Hello, everybody, and welcome home. That is to Conscious Home Podcast. I'm Blanche Garcia, your host, and I am here today with Alicia Hudson. She's very special to me because she is actually my Akashic Record reader, and we have learned a lot together, or I have learned a lot. I feel like everybody's learning a lot, but she's really great, and so I'm so excited to have her on as a guest. So Alicia Hudson is a professionally trained medium, international Akashic Records reader, and teacher. Through her work, she shares how you can access the Akashic Records, the library of your soul history to find purpose, healing, and full expression in this life. Alicia is passionate about connecting to the earth, especially the forest, all things beautiful, the cycles of nature and creation, and spending time with her family. I am especially with the forest. I was told in a past life I was in Amazon, which would make sense in a lot of ways, but I connect to the forest more than the ocean. Well, I think like looking at the videos you post <laughs> of all the deer, I think <laughs> that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. If I get called Snow White one more time from like various people between like the deer and like the bunnies and the birds and it, it's really funny it totally fits definitely yeah i told ever i was like we're just gonna go outside and go <laughs> you know oh i love that i love that make sure that you record that too because i think people want to see for sure it's really interesting because i like whenever i post and for those who don't know i i post a lot of deer video on my social media my instagram because they are my friends and yes they come in droves like we have like a set of three different times throughout the day and there's probably anywhere from eight to 12 at a time and i feel like they're a safe space they feel like they come to a mm -hmm. safe place and they can get like nutrition but i get comments every once in a while that people are like you know they're like gonna give you ticks and you're gonna domesticate them and i say to them i go first of all you realize that i can get like shot in the street or run over more than i can get a tick honestly nowadays and there are farmers out there there are equestrians and people deal with farmland all the time and second of all deer unfortunately will have a short lifespan on this planet and they will be killed more than likely not by a predator but by humans who are mm -hmm. the main predator we're either going to shoot them or run them over so in the time that they have on the planet i would like to create a safe space that they can have a little bit of joy and happiness mm -hmm. until they're like go on to the next level right and so Aww. then people just kind of usually are very quiet after that. I do the same thing with like all like the hedge pigs, squirrels. I feel like when you're working with nature, it kind of pays back too. Well, the energetic exchange is what I explained. I Absolutely. get more from that than I will from caring whether I spend money on feed or caring whether disease. I feel like there's like a acknowledgement mm -hmm. with them. And I don't know. So I feel much more at home and safer there than I do in the general public. <laughs> We're just going to be like out in nature, <laughs> perched on a vine. Honestly, that that is totally the vibe of like life. I think I think this is kind of what I am striving for, hoping that eventually I just have my little hut in the in the like forest <laughs> with my with my deer and my squirrels and my everything. Like driving distance to a bigger city because I still yeah. like to live in a bigger, you know, have have the things around me. Yeah, they'll spot me. They'll be like, she's out in the wild again, people. <laughs> Look at Blanche. Yeah, she's out, you know. <laughs> God. That's how I feel when I put on heels or anything. Like I'm just like, oh, I'm out of my element now. Okay, we could talk forever again. So let's get into this. I have a couple questions. Mm -hmm. that I'm sure that our listeners will want to hear. At the very foundation, what are the Akashic Records? So the Akashic Records are complete history of every thought, every emotion, every piece of information that has been, that is, and that will ever be. It's basically like a metaphysical Google. Every time when you're thinking something, every time when you're experiencing something, it is recorded in this energetic database. The records will contain like pre-incarnation mission statements and blueprints from 
all the people. And it is one of the tools that we have besides intuition that we can use in this lifetime to maneuver through life in a more easier and more graceful way. It basically works by understanding that every person's energetic imprint here is a very unique imprint. So the Akashic Records are going to provide guidance that is specifically tailored to you, specifically tailored to your specific unique energy. It's a very, very transformative and impactful tool, as you can also see. You've yes. uh, worked with them now for a little bit. They're very profound. It's hard to find words, I think, to really say how much of an impact they can have. Yeah. And I feel like when I found you, and I found you, by the way, on TikTok, and I always <laughs> feel like the universe brings to you what you need at that time. So I'm always Absolutely. open. It doesn't matter. It could be TikTok. TikTok, Instagram, it could literally be your mailman. It could be anything, a book, a mm -hmm. saying, anything can give you messaging. And I was in the midst of working through one of my spiritual awakenings. I've had a few and the last major one was probably in 2020, which happened for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. I had gotten a lot of information and redirects, but I was trying to figure out what that information meant and what I was supposed to do with it. So when I came across your TikTok, I remember being like, okay, this resonates with me. And so I booked a session and through the records, we were able to kind of pinpoint what that information meant for me. And it was mm -hmm. really great because you shared with me kind of an opening prayer and I was able to kind of delve into them on my own. Mm -hmm. And now now I'm implementing that work, not only with like my own life where I literally tap in for anything from like, it's literally like at work, your Mari from my office, she'll tell me, she's like, you're using the Akashic records like your assistant. <laughs> and I, I really do. I'm just like, so listen, this is what's happening. What should mm -hmm. I do here? And they give me very fundamental information and I get it like in images or I get it in words or whatnot or thoughts. And I'm also using it in my work now. So I love that. And I think it is, it's something you can't explain because it's a feeling that I know I'm in a different kind of almost energy field. It's like I'm tapping into something. And when I'm there, I'm able to kind of get the information, if not then, later on after I close the record. So it's really cool. I feel going into the Akashic Records, the way that it feels to me is that you are all of a sudden in a spot where you are looking at your life from a non-judging perspective and like basically zoomed out and you just get a different perspective. I get inputs through like the visuals, yes, but then also, I guess, thoughts, thoughts that I would have never come to myself like at times right, they're not your even, thoughts <laughs> right like then at times they're like then using words that like I haven't really encountered before because English is uh, truthfully my third language right so like at times I hear like words and I'm like I don't know what it means and then I go <laughs> onto like the Google and I and I Google and then it's something that actually makes sense or that that has something to do with the thing that I'm currently working through or like working on right I find it to be and I've been on my spiritual journey for a very long time probably I want to say about maybe about 25 years probably I've been on my journey even though I feel like it always starts at birth you really awaken mm -hmm. to it at different stages and it's a journey and it's it's almost like an onion that peels away I feel like the Akashic records for me are the most user-friendly thing that we all have access to more so than giving your power away which listen I always have a lot of intuitives that I connect to and I'm friends with even mm -hmm. and I always felt like in my earlier years or journey I kind of gave my power away a little bit because like you're just like I need more information. So you just go to these people and you're like, I want more information. I'm trying to figure it out. And then you realize at a certain point that you're supposed to go inward more than you are outward. Absolutely. And 
it can be confusing to figure that out. So I feel like what's developing now and what's out in the world is that the access we have to like things like social media in the sense, even though it could be a double-edged sword, is bringing us information as the collective in real time that we're all kind of like sharing. Whereas normally back in the day, it used to be very, very solitary for me. And I'm like trying to figure it out. Now I'm able to see stories where people are talking about their experiences that resonate with mine. And I'm like, oh, that's what that means, you know? Like, then this is actually the the thing that I really love about social media, especially TikTok. I find TikTok yes. is so raw. Like people yes. are just like coming out and just showing things, right? <laughs> Where I think like an Instagram, Insta like Instagram is a little bit more it's curated, like a magazine. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But like then TikTok, you just don't see people behind their doors, right? Like in their homes, in their environments all over the world, right? And you just get to see different people, different perspectives, different opinions. I think social media is a very neutral energy that can be used for the good or yes. for the bad, right? Yes. Like it's how it's how you use it. And it's just like life. Energetically, we all have the propensity to view the world good or bad. And we mm -hmm. all have the propensity to draw to us more good or bad. Social media is just another tool for that. It is not good or bad. It's just more so what is your algorithm in a way. And the algorithm mm -hmm. to me is more like your energetic vibration. Absolutely. And so whatever you are, you will attract. So I have found that TikTok usually will attract to me like the things that are in my algorithm. And I find so much information. Like I don't even know my life changed because not only did I have access to people like you, but even like my own nutritional and health journey, I found the people mm -hmm. that really supported me and shifted my life and that wouldn't have happened. So I honestly find it like an amazing tool. Me too. Like yeah. I went on TikTok, I think in 2020, this is when I yes. kind of, I think started posting things too. And I do know also that it has helped me like with the business, right? Like, because I was like, well, I'm just going to yeah. share the things that I know and we'll see, you know, if there's like people that are going to resonate and it has changed my entire life completely. I have yes. met my spouse because of TikTok, like oh a lot of things like, yeah, there's like a lot of things that have actually changed because of TikTok. And I totally believe that if you're putting something out there, it can come in all kinds of ways. Like you will find it on TikTok, you will find it on the side of a bus. Yeah, you find no, it anywhere. A hundred, a hundred percent. And that's the bigger story. I think 2020 obviously was horrific for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but it was also, there's always a silver lining. There's always some sort of tipping point through this kind of trauma in a way. And the silver lining is, is that a lot of us evolved and shifted and went through awakenings of how we want our life to be. Things that we realized were no longer working and redefining what we were and want to be as well. TikTok in a way is just another tool, but we would never have come together had we not had that space of taking a breath to be like, okay, what next? What does this mean for me? How do I make my life more authentic in a lot of ways? If you were lucky, if you fought against it and you did not understand what the value was in that transition, that was a lot harder for you and people didn't get there. And that's okay because that's their journey. You know, mm -hmm. their journey's different. Absolutely. Like I have worked with a lot of people over the last years that have said like 2020 gave them the space to not just be like engaged in like the everyday routines in like the patterns and there. Cause like a lot of times when we're just going about life and we're just doing the same thing every day. Right. And with 2020 with lockdown, I know that like over the world, like different countries had like different rules, but like 
in Canada, where I was living at that time, we got to stay home and we got paid to just stay home. So it just gave a lot of people the space to just mm-hmm. be like, what am I doing? You know, there was a lot of people that were getting divorced because they're like, I cannot yes. stand my spouse. I realized that I, <laughs> I haven't spent time with you. Now that I am spending time with you, right? I can't stand you. <laughs> Which was a little bit shocking, I think. But then there's also like a lot of people that have found hobbies. Like I, at that point, was working. I had actually had a very thriving oh, uh, what? This goes into our next question. Yes. Oh. <laughs> How did you get started with the Akashic Records? Yes. So, yes. Start. <laughs> so I, well, energetically, I think I have been always kind of a little bit more of the person that was like connected to like nature. Since I was little, like I could sense things, which was quite hard on my parents, like, to be honest. <laughs> my daughter pops out with things and I'm like, okay, thank God I'm aware because, you know. Right. And, and my parents weren't. Or it was more of not that they were not aware. It was like, don't talk about this. Yes. It was more of like, we don't talk about this. This happens yeah. to all of us, but you just don't talk about this. And I'm like, <laughs> it'll go why? away. What do you mean, right? Ignore then, what's in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Just don't look. Just pretend it's not there. No, but like the thing is, was like, I moved to Canada and I started a very thriving beauty business. So I would work with people all the time. And I really love talking to people. It's just one of the things. And I can see now looking back how I think back then too, it was like, you know, when you work in like a beauty industry, you're a little bit of like a counselor. You get with the yes. ener- energetics of people. And I- Same thing with a designer. Yeah. People's heads. So like, you know, looking back, I can see how it definitely primed my because I'm actually a very, very shy person. You know, like I, you know, obviously speak three languages, and I like stammer a little bit. So I was like, I would have never thought, okay, talking with people is going to be my job, but it kind of already primed me there. And we, we came down to 2020, everyone went into lockdown. And at that point, I actually already started, I had already like three or four years of intuitive studies behind me, I trained in Reiki, integrated energy therapy, theta healing, evidential mediumship. I've done a lot of things, right? Because it was just a topic that I have been always into. And even though I had my business, which paid all the bills, I was like, I'm going to do something for fun. Same, Alicia, same in my life. I had that part that I was always interested in. So I've always mm-hmm. done like workshops and different things. In 2020, I was like, we're going to we're gonna sandwich those bitches together. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so like in 2020, yeah, it was such an interesting year, like where I just, all of a sudden my business business, I had to shut down because you couldn't see people in person. And as freeing it was, at the same time, I was just like, well, what am I going to do with all this time? So I really started this deep meditative practice where I would every day, I would something like Akashic jogs. So I actually go like them jogging because I find that, and I think it's because I have like a neurospicy brain, (laughs) is that if I am doing something at the same time as I'm opening the Akashic records, like you can do an Akashic walk, you can do an Akashic run, you can do an Akashic path, like you can just open the records and do something that will help you kind of get into the zone. And I was more doing like a meditative jog. And I started connecting during that time with this database of like info about what is happening in 2020, about people's connections. And I was like, what am I seeing? I also had that in 2020, but mine was you a did? little bit more aggressive than yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a that's a conversation for another, but I also, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you had, you know, <laughs> very interesting. I love that we had like similar things and then we found each other too. Yeah. But yeah, so I then, was of course looking at like what am I looking at here what am I receiving what are these guides so I talked to my mentor and we chatted a little bit so I went down into a study about what the Akashic records are and then I just kind of it felt very very natural to me and I have to tell you a story if I may that I 
only very recently understood. As a kid, I used to have like a dream for like an entire week that I was in these halls of something and I was like 10, right? And I'm meeting this guy there, which I knew was just like a guy and he would walk me through these halls and he would show me different doors where I was able to see what was happening in my life or what is going to happen in my life. And the interesting thing about this dream was it wasn't like a repeating dream. It was a dream that would happen every night and the just continue. Continue. I've had continuation dreams. Which okay. Are yeah. Right. Crazy. But as a kid, you know, I'm like, this is just what I do because again, <laughs> it was a kid that had different kind of experience. Yeah. You just figured <laughs> like everybody kind of somewhere did that, but you didn't know. Right. And I remember like even just very recently through some of my Akashic journeys that I was doing, I was shown this again, saying that back then already when I was younger, I was going into the Akashic records just so that I have this cute curiosity and spark to search for more from back then. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, just telling like, this. I did. I got them too. I just got them. <laughs> it's like they planted the seeds so that yeah, you would so always that, be interested. So that I always know the path to find them because I thought the first time that I've encountered the Akashic Records was in 2020. And as I was actually working on designing a course and I was, you know, writing yeah. things out in my like story and they're like, no, no, no back then you were already going. And I think this is very, very interesting. A lot of people I think will encounter that throughout their life, they had a, an occurrence, a thing that has happened that already planted a seed. A hundred percent. So it's funny because when I was younger, I probably was about, my grandmother was passing at the time she was transitioning and we lived in a house. We had moved into this house where I remember she was in the room in the hospital bed and the house everybody would say was haunted, which it was. I would see them where other members members of my family would hear them. They would literally have parties in the basement. The piano would start playing. There'd be oh, wow. different things and hear voices, but I would actually see them. And I remember being really young. I remember the attic was like, I always saw this one energy, this, this guy, and I would be in the backyard looking and I would see him in the window looking out. And I obviously made the mistake of telling my cousins, these two boys, and they were not the nicest to me because mm -hmm. I was the only girl. So they talked me into going up to see him. And then when we got up to the attic, they locked me in there. And then wow. I was, yeah. So I was, I remember being petrified and like literally losing my mind screaming. You can imagine I was like a little girl. So I was petrified. And I remember though, immediately then calming down. And it was funny because I realized what I got is I closed my third eye at that point because I was so mm -hmm. freaked out with what I was seeing and because my, you know, my cousins kind of used it as a fear tool, right? And so I kind of packed it away. But as I went through my own journey and my own development, I realized that I had it then, but instead of like what I'm doing with my daughter, which is nurturing it, you know, it was closed away, but it was always there. We do have these things that happen and I'm really blessed that I was able to kind of bring that out in me later on. But we, I think, all go through things and it's not something to be afraid of. I feel like, you know, I go back to that younger version of me and it's like, I feel like I'd want to tell her that, you know, you could have kind of just worked with them and just like kind of helped them kind of go home. And <laughs> I feel that. I, I still think though that we're going through, like even if closing it, like it still has a purpose. Like I yes. can personally look back now and can see how like I tried so hard to fit in, right, with my business and stuff with like beauty business, just working.
thing, just doing my thing that has nothing to do with spiritual. I had a couple like scary things too that have happened too, but I feel too like it was one of those things where you don't know what you're picking up on. And if you don't know something is scary, right? And especially if you are younger, you're like, what am I perceiving? What am I understanding? Like, what is it that I'm feeling? And I also think the majority of my trauma in my life and a lot of intuitives go through this happened in my younger years. So Mm -hmm. I feel like they were kind of protecting me because had I gone through the things I went through being completely open and absorbing, I don't know if I would have made it. So I feel like by protecting me and insulating me, they were kind of like, we need you to shut down a little bit until the surrounding around you is safe enough for you to kind of work with this because you can't work with this while you're, you know what I mean? When I see it now, even I have friends and people I come across that the world is a little harsh for them with mm-hmm. working through the the messaging and the things that they're feeling, their empathic senses. So I think there is a purpose for all That's these things That's such a that good happen. point. If you're just picking up everything and you're not at that point where you know how to have the boundaries, how to close yourself up of the stuff that you don't want to pick up, yeah, you will pick up too much. And I think it is quite important for kids to, even though, you know, they can go with the intuitive things and you can nurture that, but at the same time, still grounding them into this life just so that they don't just, right. you know, pick up on everything and just, you know, stay in that, in that spot. Because like, I think we still all came here to be human, you know, after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And I try to think about that with my daughter because she's going to be four. And like, I don't push her. I just kind of listen and kind of witness and try to give her like little tools in her own way that's not overwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. she grounds herself and things like that, but she's also human. So she's going to have tantrums and she's a kid and she's going to want candy and, and still not want to share. And I'm like, yeah. okay, <laughs> let's, you know, <laughs> figure yeah. that out. Okay. So this brings me to my next question. Why do you feel, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. Why do you feel the records are so important at this time and are becoming increasingly popular? Like there's more verbiage for it now. You know, yes, I do know from like ancient texts and stuff, you know, the Akashic records have been referred to as like the book of life that was kept for prophets and like oracles. And it was one of those things where only specific people were taught how to go into the Akashic records. But I do feel energetically, at least this is something that I've seen in the Akashic records is that energetically we're coming more to this point of everybody has to become their own leader. Like you have said it very, very nicely earlier, where it's like, this is now the time where we all have to take charge of like our life and then how we're going to do it and not just follow people blindly. Like you might go and you might like and follow an intuitive teacher, but they are going to teach you things from their perspective, how how energetically it made sense to them. And then really, like really what a person should do, I guess, is like go and follow a bunch of people, right? But the easiest way is to just learn how to go into your Akashic records, because then you will be getting the guidance that you need based on your energetic imprint or or like energetic frequency. What I think my take on it too, is that the world is in such an influx that now is the time for people, if you want change in the world, which we all, I think at this point, we're at a tipping point mm-hmm. and a place of change. You have to be the change you want to see. And it's it's a very cliche like sentiment. But the truth is, is that in order to change the world, you have to change yourself. And the only way to change yourself is to really own your own power and why you came here. And you cannot do that if you are following these blind leaders or different things. And any 
anytime an intuitive is worth their weight and salt and you know that they're actually good at what they do and they're in the light is that they're teaching you to kind of do that for yourself. When they're gatekeeping and they're like, no, the only way that you can get this information is through me. It's like, that's not through you. You're just a channel. Mm -hmm. We're all channels. And if you really want people to really harness their power, you're going to teach. You're not just going to hold in. So I feel like now people are understanding that. And you see it why on the world stage, honestly, there are all these different people that everybody was like putting them on a pedestal that are literally you're finding out they're supposed to fall. We're supposed to see that, that they're not meant to be there, or you're not supposed to hold them up at this big ideology. So we're seeing people crumble, like the facades crumble. And you see it even in, in the media. You see it in stars, people that you're like, what? I, they're doing mm -hmm. that behind closed doors? And you're just like, oh, so... I think that that's very prevalent right now. Absolutely. I think too, like with the things that we have been talking about 2020, I do feel that there's a big change in consciousness itself where people are looking for more for like than answers about life itself, about their path and, and all that. And the Akashic Records is like such a great tool that anyone can learn to use, right? This is, I think, why it's becoming more of a thing because, you know, learning now that there's actually this tool that everybody can learn to use. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> this is a more like, because I'm in the home industry, my next question is how can the Akashic records apply regarding a home, a building or physical space or place on the planet? Like how does location come into play? And it's interesting because obviously I'm playing with this right now, but I wanted to hear your take on it. Homes and, and land will have energetic imprint, energetic imprint from all the things that have happened on it, right? So if you're visiting a space where a lot of happy things happen, like let's say people are going to this Disneyland, people are going to like a fun park, you will feel that there is like a like vibe of fun there. And like you will feel the fun and the joy, right? If you're going to a spot where potentially not so good things happen, like you will feel it too. So land and like houses, homes will have a specific imprint in specific rooms, you know, in the location in the like city, even like you can really check out different lands. Like now I have moved from Canada to the UK. And I can stay here too. like being a person that works with with land works with nature it's different energetic imprints here are different because of the history what has happened here it's different than what it was in canada you can feel that there's thousands and, th and thousands of years of things that have happened here where in canada it's not like that it's, it's more a like newer, it's, a, it's newer a newer country manner. right so it feels very very different and for like me i work with the land so i have to work with it differently i have to honor it differently i have to adjust almost my own energetic output there's a different experience. But at the same time, now when you're working with a home, you can definitely use it to see where there's more of like a joyful energy in the home, amplify it, you can learn where there's specific spots that are maybe not so nice, and then how you can change it, how you can clear it, how you can transform it and make it a restful, cozy home, right? So there's a lot of things that you can get and you will be getting input, like you will be actually from the Akashic Records, I'm sure you, you can share, you know, if this is how you work work with them, but the Akashic Records are going to be showing you exactly how you can do certain things around the home to make it happen. Like it's not that you just go go there and they say, hey, you know, this is a happy room. This is a sad room. You will actually get a deeper guidance on you can do like a clearing here or put something like this here into this specific space. Like I've opened the records of nature place more than homes. I have to say I do it for my homes where I am working in where I'm living in. And then I just do like an entire ritual 
ritual where I cleanse specific rooms. I put crystals everywhere. I have this whole thing, right? But I have mostly opened it for land rather than homes, but you opening them for homes, right? Well, it's interesting because through Conscious Home, one of the tools we use is the Akashic Records. And I don't go into other people's Akashic Records. So for anybody out there, you really have to ask permission to go into somebody else's records. And that's more kind of Alicia's work. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to do that, but I have my sea legs that I'm kind of like, like my little baby like training <laughs> wheels on. So right now I'm going into my own records and I'm getting used to that and I'm going into spaces. So when I go into the space for somebody, there are energetic kind of energy throughout the different rooms that I pick up. And there are areas that have blockages and there may be spaces that you just walk into and you really feel activated and you feel the energy there. Like for instance, in my home, I meditate in the same space more so than not. There are two areas, but one I meditate there almost 90% of the time. It's because the light is really beautiful and I feel at home there. And every time I do it, it's easier for me to tap into my meditation and to my guides and kind of connect a little bit easier. Whereas if I went to another portion of the room, I can do it, but it's not going to be as easy. So when I see people's homes and different spaces and I go into the records, I'm shown not only what the space wants to be visually sometimes, but they give me cues like, you know, there might be some crystal work, there might be some clearing that needs to happen, or there might just be certain vibrations they want to have there, more music, they want certain colors there. And so by doing those things and kind of having those little tools, it's kind of like I've gone into almost like a different library for the house and for, for people. And I can only imagine when I go into people's Akashic Records if I ever get there, because just the information I get alone from going into my own, I feel like there's just like so much. Oh, it can be quite a lot. And I think this is why I have this thing where if you go for like reading, you need to come prepared with like the questions. Because if you just say, hey, just just go into the Akashic Records and just like bring me anything, I'm like, okay, I can see a lot. We can we can we can talk for hours and hours. You're like, did you know you were a dolphin? And they're like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, basically, basically. So yeah, interesting. To yeah, yeah. Work with homes is very interesting. It's very it's new to me. Okay, so my next question is what would you say is the most prominent and most important message that the records want humanity to know at this time and why? I mean, not to get heavy, but it is a big question. What is your me <laughs> what is your message? What is for your the, message? The humanity. <laughs> um, like, you know, I'm just gonna share actually what I received the first time when I went into the Akashic Records. And because I think that in that itself was such a big message of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the message, like the first time when I went into the Akashic Records in 2020, when I was taken there, I was being shown that we are supposed to be our own leader and be really intentional about the things that we want, that we have to understand and learn that we are not just going with the waves. Like I was actually shown a boat with a person in it and the waves just crashing into this person because this person did not have an intention set and was not taking charge of their boat, which the way that I perceived it was that your boat is your life. And like a lot of times people like even spiritual, they're like, I'm just waiting for a sign what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. They're like thinking, oh, maybe I can be an artist. And then all of a sudden they receive all these signs to be like an artist. And then the next day they're thinking, oh, maybe I want to do like something else. And then they receive signs for that. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting mixed signs. And it's actually because we are supposed to learn that we are the ones that are driving the intention for yes. the life. Yes, so the you set yes. the intention and then you will be receiving not just the signs, but you're receiving the path in front of you, how you can now fulfill this in the highest and possible way. And my specific work in the Akashic Records is to teach people how they can go in this space to receive 
receive this specific guidance for themselves rather than, you know, potentially booking readings and just hoping for a sign, not really knowing what to do right. and following all kind of teachers. I think this is for me, the message that I am sharing with people. I do think that there's going to be readers that have different messages because they have a different kind of, of specialty, right? My life has always been very all about intention. And I have been trained by spirit very, very early on to really rely on the intention that I set and on spirit working with this kind of energetic frequency, energetic database in that sense too. Like I just didn't know that I was tapping into the Akashic records, but this is the message that, you know, might sound big to some, might sound no, not so big it, to others. It's, it's, it's going to resonate, I think, with the ones that had this kind of awakening in 2020 and that are kind of aligned on the same wavelength. Yeah. And I think that in alignment with that, what's really funny is that when we're talking about signs and people's path, I also get, you know, I knew kind of my path at a very young age. I knew my path and then I allowed it to change and divert and grow as I grew. And I outgrew certain paths and I changed course a little bit. But it's always interesting to me because the truth of the matter is, is that we do have free will. And so really the, the truth is that there's not one set path for everybody. There are options and there are different layers and timelines that we get to choose. And no choice is wrong. They're all going to support your development in this life. So when I have friends who come to me and they go, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm always like, you're supposed to be following what brings you joy. You literally just have to figure out what you want to do. If you're at a certain frequency and like, let's say you want to help humanity, you're here to kind of like evolve humanity. It doesn't mean that you're going to be Gandhi. It just means that in your own vibration, you're going to leave an imprint. Now you can do that as a hairstylist. You can do that as a blogger. You can do that as an artist. You could do that in so many ways, but you're supposed to just follow your bliss. And when you decide to do that, the universe will work in conjunction to help support that, right? And mm -hmm. I find it in my world where I'm going after something. And if the doors are closed, it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm not supposed to do it. It just means that I'm not supposed to do it at that moment. So sometimes I just reroute and I go where the doors are open. And it's really funny because I'll have the same friends or I'll talk to people and they'll be like, I need a sign. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Or am I supposed to be not having my job? And then like a week later, they get fired and they're like, oh, this is so horrible. And I was like, well, that's your sign. They it's basically said, you're not supposed to be doing this job. Okay. And they're like, oh, and I've really been like loving. I've been taking up art lately and I've been painting, but it's like, I don't know. I'm just so bored lately. And I'm like, okay, so there are your signs, by the way, you're loving something. You got fired from your job. So that's the <laughs> universe redirecting you. You could either be like sitting in the energy, like, why is this happening to me? Oh my God, so horrible and fear. Or you could be like, wow, okay. So you're giving me my messages. Just people think that there should be some guy who shows up with a halo that's just like, make a left at the blog post and then that's it. Here's your pile of gold. Oh, totally. Like I, you know what? I was working with a person actually recently and I can share this too, is that she was looking for a purpose, right? And she was like then going through this entire time where she just didn't feel like then balanced. Like she felt like she had a couple internal things that she was working through, but she was not really working through it. She just hoped that once she finds her purpose, it's all just going to fall away. And I was shown in the Akashic Records for like an example that your purpose right now is actually how to learn how to balance yourself, your emotions and your energetic field. And that once that is done, then the door is going to open to the purpose that she thinks that she's going to have, which was also aligned. But at times we're thinking the purpose is just like a specific job. Right. That is like, I think right. a misconception too, where like maybe your purpose is to learn balance and compassion and that, but people can be stuck learning compassion for like 30 
years, 15 right. years, because they're right. just going in circles about the, the same, same thing, the right? The same thing. So it's like one of those things where like, if you just work on the things that you're currently facing, and like, and sometimes the doors is just like then closed because you potentially have to work on certain things first. And then once you're ready, right? Like once you can hold this specific manifestation, if you might call it that, once you can hold that, it's going to be there. It's going to be opening for you. So this brings me to a little bit of a story that is a little bit more personal, but I know that you and I have talked about. So it's very similar where I, obviously my listeners and my followers know I used to be on TV. I used to travel the world for Travel Channel, doing Hotel Impossible. I used to do HGTV's Design Star. Like I was very outward. And then I pulled myself away and I always get the question of why, why did that happen? And I always knew that I wanted to be on TV and I loved the medium of TV. I love writing. I love TV. I love being on camera in the sense of the connection. Like I feel alive. I'm also Leo. So that probably helps a little bit. Hey, I'm so, a Leo too. Oh, you are? <laughs> We're like, like am I doing my heart correctly? Yeah. I, right. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, so, so I remember getting off the show because I was emotionally and energetically drained. I literally was doing 17 hours on camera. I was doing my my own renovations. I was traveling around the world. I was emotionally like fighting with inner networks and production companies, trying to make sure everybody got what they deserved and giving so much of myself that at the end of the day, honestly, I usually found myself in some weird location, whether overseas or in the middle of nowhere in a closet, drinking like a bottle of Jack or something. And just like, you know, basically trying to erase the day and then waking up at 5 a.m. doing my own hair and makeup and doing it again. It just took too much out of me and I couldn't sustain it. And I wasn't happy. And I said, well, I can't do this anymore. Even though I want to do this medium, I can't do it like this. So I took myself off of that. And I have been out of the public eye in that sense for a very long time. And I remember that the first reading you and I had together and talked about, I'll share, we talked about me being on camera and whatnot and the future of that. And I remember you saying to me, you needed to learn, they wanted you and you needed to learn how to protect your energy. Because when you go back out there, there's going to be a lot of people wanting pieces of you and wanting parts of you. And if you can't protect yourself, you're going to be pouring from an empty cup, basically. And you're going to be, again, start out where you were. So you have to learn how to insulate, protect your energy and do these things so that when you go outward again, you can actually have something to give of yourself and know how to cut it off. And so that brings me back even to when I was little to where they were like, okay, we need you to like close your third eye a little bit because you need to protect yourself. So it's only now after after I'm learning this and doing all this work that I'm like, okay, let's take our little baby steps and do podcasts. Let's start getting back out there again. But it has taken, I got off TV. I was probably about, I don't know, like 32, 33. I'm 45 now. So how many years has it taken me to learn how to do that? You mm -hmm. know, and that was, that was my purpose at that moment. Those right. my that was my purpose. Right. Yeah. So really crazy. Anyway, we can go on. I want to know and I think our listeners are going to want to know how can they access their own records and what are some do's and don'ts of accessing the records? And I know that you have courses and things and you can go deeper into that, you know, if they want to go kind of down the rabbit hole. But what are some like basics that people can have as a takeaway? So basics would be going into the Akashic Records through a deep, deep meditation that is close to hypnotherapy and an Akashic Pathway prayer. So 
I would say if a person already has like intuitive studies behind them and they and they have already an understanding of their like the clear senses, right? If they're like receiving things in like the more visual way, audio, knowing, if they have already an understanding of that, I would say just go and just um, maybe Google a pathway prayer and use it while you're meditating and then start like receiving. I think if a person starts out and they have never done any kind of intuitive study, I would totally say, you know what, maybe work with a person, maybe take a course where you get to know what the language of spirit is. I think you had that already. And I think this is why it went really, really easy no, for you. It's true. I had been on my spiritual journey for over 25 years. So when I kind of connected with you and you were like, here's a pathway prayer, they were like, oh, boop, boop, boop. And I just kind of <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know yeah. it was this easy, but it's true. Had I not had that experience. In fact, I'll give you an example. There are some of my team that we have gone into the records and I shared the prayer with them. And I'm like, hey, the other day I said, oh, have you gone into it? And they're like, yeah, but it's not the same as when I'm doing it with mm -hmm. you. And it's just because I'm able to connect easier than they're just getting their sea legs of meditation. Meditation's not a practice of theirs yet. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I think healing and intuitive study should be basically a basis for every person that is trying to go into the Akashic Records or become a reader. Because I think too, like, you know, if you have a lot of healing that needs to be done and you try to go into the Akashic Records, you might filter it through the, you know, through the wounds that you have. So like, I do think that intuitive study is good. Like if you take it with me, if you take it with like another person, if you do it with books, if you, you know, but intuitive study and healing journey, I think is very important on well, this. It's, it's really interesting when you say about healing and I want to explain it a little bit just because for those who are listening, we all have trauma and healing and things that we have accumulated in this life, even in past lives that we have brought with us. And as much as a lot of us in this place might want to be like, oh, we're fine. We are functioning to the outside world fine, but we haven't cleared a lot of that baggage, right? And a lot of that is not just like, oh, I go to therapy baggage. It's like energetic baggage, like wounds mm -hmm. that are really deep seated. When you go in and start doing the work, whether it's through Akashic Record, mediumship, any of the things that you're doing, if you have not healed those parts of you, the messages that you get and the information you get is kind of going to be tainted because you're looking at it through your own wounds and your own ego. For instance, it's as simple as if I bake a cake and I use a pan and the pan is dented, every cake I bake is going to be dented. So you kind of have to work out those dents. You kind of have to like clean that pan so that when you're making your next cake, it comes out like unfiltered. And you can't do that if you're angry, if you're sad, if you're just like depressed or you can't get over things. Those are things that are kind of like webs that you cannot filter clear information through. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, you explained that very nicely. I, I, mean, I really was... like the cake analogy. That actually so, totally makes sense. Well, I'm going to tell you that that so okay so back in the day I was super religious growing up that's kind of one of my traumas and I ran I escaped but it gave me a little bit foundation but that is an example that one of like when I went to the congregation in the pulpit that they expressed and I remember being a young girl I was like I don't know maybe like six or seven and I was like you know what that makes sense. I'm going to use that. Not in the same sense that you're trying to tell me right now. Right. But I feel like in life, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. <laughs> so that was not my own original thought, everybody. <laughs>
still totally works. So how can our followers and listeners, how can they get a hold of you, access you, get work with you? How can this happen? Well, I think the easiest way is through my website, which is aliciahudson.com. And then of course I am on Instagram, alicia.hudson and on TikTok, which is a.v.hudson. That is basically the easiest way to get in touch with me. And I will say to everybody that if you kind of just want to get more information, I love Alicia's videos on TikTok. I think that they resonate with me. There's always something that you say or do that I'm like, oh, I'm kind of going through that right now. And I think that that can kind of help people get more in tune because there is a wait list to get a hold of you. So you're not going to get something right away, which is great. I'm so happy for you. So in the interim, while you're waiting, you can check out her videos. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited that we got to talk today. Today was a little crazy and heavy. So this is exactly what I needed to kind of like kick it off and get back on track. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Oh, thank you. Okay. See y'all later.